Hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Today we're going to have a really fascinating conversation about moss. Yes, M-O-S-S, moss. Who would have thought that uh, moss could help us live better lives, and um, especially those with dementia? So I'll introduce our guest in just a bit, but um, because we always get new listeners, I just always like to give a shout out to our audience. You see your likes, your clicks, and your shares have expanded our brand footprint here on Alzheimer Speaks. And each and every show we have to say thank you because we, we wouldn't be what we are without you. You are one of us and we are together making a huge difference in the field of dementia. So thank you so much. And as always, I encourage our listeners to be part of our show if that's calling in or if that is being a guest. Um, please reach out to me at alzheimerspeaks.com and we can go from there. Now, I um, am always getting asked, where am I going to be? Because I travel around doing speaking and training. So I'm just going to give a shout out to some of the places this month I'm going to be. Um, March 11th and 12th, I'm going to be with Artist Senior Living in Eaton, New Jersey. March 16th, I will be at the Waters of White Bear Lake in Minnesota. And March 31st and April 1st, I will be at Artist Senior Living in Yardley, Pennsylvania. And then on April 2nd, I'll be down in Winona, Minnesota, uh, doing a showing of the Timeless Love film. So if you have an opportunity to um, come and meet me, I would love to see you. You can just go to alzheimerspeaks.com and learn more about that. Now, I also want to give a shout out to the Memory Cafe directory. If you're looking for a great opportunity to meet with other people who are diagnosed and family members who support them, I highly encourage you to check out the Memory Cafe directory. There's over 900 of these groups um, in the U.S. now, and um, Dave has also put lists, is starting to put lists together for other countries as well. So just go to memorycafedirectory.com. Also, if you're looking for information on becoming dementia-friendly, if you're a business or a community, I'd love to talk to you. You can just go to alzheimerspeaks.com, click on our projects and initiatives program, and you'll see more information about becoming dementia-friendly. I also want to give a shout out to Keith Gallus. He has written a book called Parental Dementia, a guide through all the difficult questions. You see, um, Keith is an executive director and he's been in the industry for 20 years, helping families through all those difficult questions that pop up. And he took those questions and he wrote a chapter on each one of them to help families process what happens when dementia hits. So you can go to his website, parentaldementia.com, put in the code LORI, L-O-R-I, and uh, save $5.99, or you can always order the book through Amazon, Walmart, or Barnes & Noble, and it is now an ebook as well. Last, I want to shout out to the Brain Health and Research Institute. Their team there is comprised of pioneering, compassionate people who are really forward thinkers. Um, they're futurists, and they are motivated professionals with over 50 years worth of combined experience with patients in cognitive decline and Alzheimer's disease. And Dr. Mary Kay Ross is the founder and CEO. They have a medical practice that's focused on preventing, assessing, and treating neurodegenerative diseases. And they use blood tests and imaging and advanced focused assessments um, to help patients um, figure out what's going on. And then their team works hand in hand with them 
to put this path of, of uh, treatment and success uh, in their hands. And they really help patients stabilize and in many cases uh, begin to restore lost cognition by utilizing their recommendations and continued support. I know it can sound a little far-fetched uh, to some of you, but I do urge you to um, look into this. There is so much on lifestyle medicine these days and other entities, and I think we're wise to get informed and check it out. So uh, please go ahead and do that. So it's time to introduce our guest today. We are going to be talking about live moss wellness walls uh, that improve air quality, productivity, and mood. Can't beat that. Um, Al uh, Benner is a serial entrepreneur who has been operating in the green, healthy lifestyle sector throughout his 25-year career. And his products have been really niche-oriented, ranging from the virtual invisible deer fencing to an educational brand for children that featured talking seed packs with characters that would come to life on the pack using an app. How fun does that sound? Al even pioneered a self-sustaining residential eco-community in Costa Rica. And back in 2001, Al founded what soon became the nation's leading supply company of live moss for shady area landscape, and that is called Moss Acres. Al's dad, David, still has tours of his moss and wildflower uh, covered hillside in the Bucks County, Pennsylvania area, and really was uh, an inspiration to Al in his work. Like many of us, Al has suffered for years with chronic allergies uh, related to poor air quality. And Al was all the more anxious to address that situation. And he figured, what could be better than a live moss wall and have all the benefits that you're going to hear about today? So with no further ado, welcome, Al. So, Al, I'm really excited to have you with us today. Um, this Moss Walls is something I had not heard of, didn't know anything about it, and I found it absolutely fascinating. So I can't wait to dive into this um, and elevate our audience's knowledge of the work that you're doing as well. But before we get into our line of questions, I always like to ask every guest if they've been personally touched by dementia in their own uh, family or circle of friends. Yeah, certainly uh, I have, actually, uh, and it's kind of front and center in my life right now. My father, who just turned 90 uh, last summer, uh, started developing some mild dementia maybe about eight or nine years ago, soon after he had an extensive uh, mitral valve replacement uh, repair work done to his heart. And we noticed not too long after that that his memory was all of a sudden pretty dramatically affected. And... You know, we went to Johns Hopkins and they did a bunch of tests and they said there was some, they said there was some shrinkage uh, of his brain, which is an indicative of, of early stage dementia. And uh, he's hung in there um, pretty well for these last eight or nine years. But now as he's getting older and older, it's, it's definitely starting to become more and more prevalent. But he's got such a great spirit that it, uh, you know, it's he's still a joy to be around. He's, it's just a lot, of, a lot of midterm memory issues mainly, but. He's, he's doing pretty well. He's still planning on doing his moss tours of his moss gardens uh, come April and May. So that's pretty exciting at 90 to still be doing that. Well, that's fantastic. So your dad's kind of your inspiration for you getting into moss to begin with, isn't he? Yes. Uh, so it goes back all the way to the early 1960s when my mom and dad bought two acres on a wooded hillside in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And it was a house probably 30 years old at the time and uh, had a bunch of terraced, uh, you know, like garden areas going back up into the woods. And they were all, had some really scruffy lawns, as my dad tells me uh, back then. And uh, he, was a, he had a horticulture background. He went to Penn State for horticulture and a real plant guy. And uh, at the time, I think he was work, working at Washington Crossing State Park as their horticulturist or whatever. And he... Um, he was trying to obviously make a really nice garden in his backyard there. And uh, he was ultimately frustrated by the fact that because of the amount of shade he had, he was unable to get a nice grass lawn. So he uh, eventually just decided to put down some sulfur uh, powder, aluminum sulfate, I think actually used. And uh, over a few weeks, it killed the 
graphs off is the acidity, and he decided to just wait and see what would happen. I think maybe in the back of his mind, he thought maybe he was thinking something might happen with some moss, but who knows. But he tells me that within you know, a period of months, a green film started to develop on that bare soil. And that is the first stage of moss, which is protonema growing in. It almost looks like algae, but that's from when the spores have landed. And the very first stage is called protonema. Uh, so that gives you that sort of green film appearance. And that was the start of his moss gardens, which eventually became pretty well known. Uh, probably one of the very first pioneers of uh, moss gardens, moss lawns. Okay, great. Now, why don't you explain to us exactly what the system does? I know you're standing by one and, you know, looking at it, you just kind of go, wow, it's kind of cool looking. And uh, so why don't you explain to us why it looks the way it does and, and how, how one operates it? I think that would be really helpful to kind of kick us off. Yeah, sure. Sure. So just a little background before that would be, so folks understand my background a little more, I kind of cut it short. I, uh, I guess it was about 18 years ago now, I saw a need for, you know, my dad would have all these tours of his property. And, uh, you know, there was like sort of what I called moss groupies, people that really love moss. And there's a lot more of them out there that I found out over the years than, than I realized then. But I was like, I was like, why don't, I'm an entrepreneur, started several businesses through the years. And I was thinking, why don't I maybe offer live moss to people. No one else is doing this. This was back in 2001 and got a property upstate PA as kind of a weekend getaway and set up what is now called Moss Acres, the leading supplier of live moss. So what you see behind me, the Verdure Wellness Wall, was born out of many years of not only being around moss gardens with my father and then going to school for ornamental horticulture, landscape design, undergrad, uh, then I got an MBA, you know, with a focus on marketing. So, so a science uh, slash landscape background with business started up several companies, but Moss Acres was the first and only supplier of live moss back in its time in the day. Uh, we now have a couple, you know, imitators or competitors, I guess I would call them out there. But we played around with moss vertically for several years, and I have to say, uh, it's very challenging to do. Uh, we actually started outdoors. And the challenge with moss vertical, with moss, moss walls, is that you've got gravity against you. So whatever you try to keep something um, nice and lush and green, moss vertically, unless you have a continual water source for moisture, your moss is going to dry out. It's going to brown out. Uh, there's, there's a lot to deal with. So the Verdure Wellness Wall originally was, you know, born outside. We ran into some roadblocks, and we decided... Actually, Jim, uh, who runs the day-to-day -day operations for the company, we were at a green build conference, and he saw uh, a living plant wall that was sort of a self-contained system uh, for interiors. And he said, yeah, why don't we try to come up with something like that with moss? And first, I was a little skeptical. Uh, and, but, you know, we, we made a much smaller wall mount prototype, uh, I guess it was about two and a half years ago, right on this wall, as a matter of fact, and uh, started to play. And it took several versions and iterations to get to where we are now. Um, but, you know, what you see behind me is a self-contained uh, uh, ecosystem, sort of really simulating what moss would experience in the outdoors. So we're bringing nature indoors, but we had to do a lot of things to create that environment that moss would thrive in. Uh, the first being, as you can see, lighting. Uh, so in the top of the stainless steel cabinet uh, is a wash light. It's an LED wash light with about a temperature rating of Kelvin of about 3,000 Kelvin. And that is simulating early, like spring, fall lighting that is idyllic for moss, but it also creates this beautiful warm glow. Uh, most plant lights, grow lights, are like the more, um, you know, they're like a colder blue, white, blue light. Uh, this is a warmer light. So we really love the color. And you can see with the cushion moss, it gives a beautiful texturing effect because of the elevation changes in the moss. Uh, we also added a second light at the bottom, so now we have even lighting across the face of the wall. And we've had these out here for several months, and got about 70 of these now out in the market in just six months, and, and um, doing really well. It seems the moss seems to really love this particular lighting. Um, the other thing we've we've got is a basin at the bottom that holds about 30 gallons of water. And uh, there's a recirculating water feature we'll talk more about later, the value of that. Uh, but 
this is all self-contained. So there's a mister pump that draws water from the reservoir and periodically when the sensor tells it needs moisture, it's going to actually engage a tubular motor up top that moves an automated misting bar up and down the face of this wall. This is a patent pending system with 11 mister heads that evenly moisten the moss. Uh, and right now, if I touch it anywhere, it's all the exact same moisture. Um, initially, uh, we had uh, a failed design which had perimeter misters all around the sides and tops stationary. What we found out was we did not get the kind of even moisture we needed. We got too much on the edges, not enough in the center, and that actually encouraged some mold growth. With the new misting system, we have not had one spot of mold at all. Uh, it works perfectly. It's what's used for uh, automated blinds in, um, uh, if you went to a hotel room that had an automated blind with a remote control, that is what we use. So that's basically in a nutshell what the system, how it's constructed. The one other thing I would say is there is a microprocessor that controls all these components that took an awful lot of work to develop and we developed that ourselves. Uh, there's plants and moss covering the basin and there's perforations in the stainless steel tray that cover that. So when someone gets one of these, all they have to do to set it up, it takes only about an hour because the whole moss panel comes pre-installed as does the motors, the lights, the pumps, everything. All you do is lay out your moss, uh, moss garden and water feature by arranging the rocks, uh, fill it with your water and plug it in and you're up and running. So that was the long answer to your question. Wow. So, well, that's pretty interesting. I, you know, I find it just fascinating to look at um, just because of all the texture and design. What, what causes the moss to like raise and, and pull away? And I mean, it almost looks like it's sitting on a bunch of pebbles or something. Yeah, so the moss, these are all, this is handmade. It's actually like a handmade tapestry work. Uh, we usually have two people working on one of these, these mats. This is eight feet tall by four feet wide. So this is many, many hours of handwork. We use a special proprietary water-based adhesive. So it's all natural. Everything we're using is natural. So each one you see here is an individual clump of moss and in nature cushion moss leucobrium glaucum which is the moss we utilize which really seems to love this set setup that we have uh, it grows in sort of a it's also called pillow moss cushion moss it grows in this humped sort of shape and when you marry them all together you get this undulating people say it almost looks like a, a terrain from above like a forest canopy there's a lot of really interesting you stare at it long enough, you see all sorts of things. And that's part of the therapeutic value is the, certainly the visual dynamic of this wall. It's quite beautiful. And um, Thank you. I know that you have talked that you believe there are a lot of um, benefits to the wall. Why don't you go in and, and describe some of those uh, to us? Sure. So on our, on our website, we talk a lot about how moss soothes the senses and not just moss in general, what we've created here with the... Uh, Verdure wellness wall. Uh, verdure obviously means, it's an old English word, meaning greenery, freshness, vitality. So we, we, uh, we looked a long time and one day Jim was online, we're trying to come up with a name for this system. He goes, what about verdure? And everyone mispronounces it, but it is, we sort of say verdure, but it's really verdure, V-E-R-D-U-R-E. Uh, -E -E. But uh, it really describes it well because what's happening here is you're getting not only this amazing visual, but the other thing that, that hits you right away is when you're sitting by the wall is the sound of that water feature. So you got the visual, you got the sound. We're also just started working with, uh, I think actually, I don't know if I talked to you about this, Lori, or not, but um, uh, we're, we're doing some aromatherapy right now with it. We have a, a rain, uh, like a forest blend. Uh, it's got mainly evergreen essential oils, but a little bit of Lang Lang in there, and it gives an amazing smell to the room. Uh, I mean, just like you've walked into a forest, but not, not like overly uh, like a, a cleaner or something. It smells really natural. So that's really, really nice. So you're, you're hitting the smell. You also got to touch. You can walk up and touch this nice, cool, damp moss anytime you want. And so for someone that might be uh, struggling with uh, stress or memory issues, I think what this really does, it could be a really nice relaxation piece 
Uh, we're getting a lot of interest and some orders starting to come in from senior living uh, facilities where this is expected. We just placed one. I've been trying to track down the, the folks that got it in um, just a handful of days ago. Uh, we have some other orders coming in from other locations. So we think this is, could be a really great market for us because I remember my dad was up here last year, sat in front of a wall for two or three hours, so relaxed. He started actually telling me he was seeing, you know, some faces and things in the wall. Um, but he was just really relaxed. And I feel the same way around it. I'll sit here and I don't want to leave in the winter with a pellet stove going. There's nowhere else I'd like to be and set in, and, but in front of the wellness wall. So it's really hitting all the, uh, all the senses, I would say. So is there, um, is there a benefit in terms of like carbon footprint and, and air quality and stuff? Yeah, you must be a mind reader. That was the one thing I forgot to just mention. Um, yes, there's a huge benefit. Uh, right behind me, in the, the, there's a small room behind this room we're in now. Uh, it's about 1,100 cubic feet. And about a year ago, Jim and I put one of these in that room, and uh, we had a particles plus meter, which is an EPA sanctioned uh, unit that's used a lot to do air quality monitoring. Uh, the two things we were looking for were uh, CO2 uh, levels, and the other big one was particulate matter. And as someone who struggled a lot with um, allergies in the city, uh, you know, when I'm down in Philadelphia, uh, this is sort of near and dear to my heart. So I was excited to see what the study would do. Um, we, we put the unit in the room uh, on the other side of, uh, we put the, the monitoring unit uh, in the room across from the Verger wellness wall. So it wasn't next to it. Uh, we ran, well, first we ran a baseline without the unit even in there for a couple days. So we had, uh, the whole test had 4,000 data points. So it's a lot of, a lot of data points. And we worked very closely with Particles Plus in setting up the right protocol. So we did the two days with nothing in there, no people, just the, just the room. And then we ran three days with this running, you know, on its regular cycle, which is about, I think, 15 hours a day is right now where we're at, 15, 16. And the numbers, so, and then we let it, we let it cycle through for like uh, three days. Then we turned it off and let it run another couple days. The numbers came back and they were just absolutely uh, mind-boggling because, you know, we saw this, first we saw this major spike in the particulate when this thing was turned on and we were really baffled it's as was particles plus and then finally they called me back and they said oh no 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 don't worry that was just the the monitor picking up the um the water vapor <laughs> that was in the air now it took maybe a day or two till that water vapor started to completely settle out this machine's so sensitive and then what it showed was what they referred to me as a basically a dirty clean room it was so clean that it was almost like you would get in an operating room or a, you know, a hospital room where they needed it perfectly clean. Uh, so that was really compelling. And actually the drop in that 0.5 micron particulate count was, as I recall, about 4,000%. When you look at where it started to where it ended up, it was just uh, almost like an astronomical drop. The other thing we looked at was relative humidity. Did it really make a huge shift? Because people worry like, are you gonna get mold in the room? No, the uh, humidity level only went up about one and a half percent. Strangely, even with those misters going off, you know, every hour, it wasn't anything significant. But the other significant thing was that the CO2 load in that room went down 225%. Uh, that was the percentage drop in CO2. So what that means is between the mist and the moss, there was a, there was a lot of uh, particulate caught and then sequestered and grabbed by the moss to use as nutrients which is what it does. It has no roots. It gets all its minerals and nutrients uh, and moisture through its leaves. But the other thing it did was it soaked up a lot of CO2. These moss plants are, there are so much, there is so much surface area. You know, it's not just a four by eight wall. It is a massive amount of surface area. If you were to look at these moss cushions microscopically, it's almost like a lung. It's like a, you know, just all these filaments, uh, all these, all this surface area catching uh, particulate and also all that surface area photosynthesizing and using the CO2. So in areas where there could be brain fog or people like classrooms, we have some universities ordering these because they're concerned about students being able to focus, boardrooms, or anywhere where there's a lot of people, you know, in a smaller space, uh, you know, you get 
a lot of CO2, people start to feel hot, they can't think, there's brain fog. This is something that can really address that. Well, that's pretty fascinating. Um, I, I have a question for you. You know, in senior buildings, especially if it's memory care, people are always worried about, well, can they, what if somebody grabs something and takes a bite out of it? Because that happens sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Would there be an issue with them, you know, biting into the moss or, you know, the rocks down below and things that you have as a hazard to, um, maybe people who have lost some, some of their cognitive abilities? Yeah, good question. The, uh, first of all, the moss is, is the way it's affixed to the, the, the mat behind it. You really have to work at it to do damage to the moss up here. Now, somewhere, somebody at the, the basin moss, could, someone could take a clump home to their room. But that is so easy to replace. In fact, there could be an extra box of just dry moss because all the moss comes in dry. This whole thing is shipped dry, completely dry and dormant. Minute the mist hits it, it's reactivated and growing. So the point is, you could easily replace cushions of moss in the basin. No big deal. As far as the rocks down there, um, we've talked about it, and it's pretty easy, I think, for us to do some sort of a glue-up job with the rocks to make it so that they can't be. Uh, we might probably we'd probably switch to lava rocks for that reason, so they'd be lightweight. If someone did work one loose, it's not something overly dangerous. Uh, there's nothing else here. The moss is not toxic in any way. Somewhere in order to ingest it, it's not going to harm them in any way at all. There's not, the lights are not overly hot at all. They're, they're barely warm. There's nothing, there's nothing here that's going to harm anyone. It's just, it's an all, all natural system. Okay. So this is going to sound like a silly question, but we're talking about the moss kind of eating up all the, the CO2 uh, in the room and you know having a little better oxygen so are, are those toxins hazardous to us if somebody were to take a chomp on that so i'm sorry what are what hazardous to hazardous to us so you had talked about if i understood you right that the moss kind of took out the carbon monoxide out of the room and that kind of used it for for feeding itself is that potentially harmful to to a human no. So, so what I, I may, you may have misheard me. It was carbon dioxide that the plants are, um, are, the moss plants are using. So carbon monoxide would be like if someone like pulled into their garage and then forgot to turn the car off, that's what would build up. We're, we're dealing with just regular CO2 is what I was describing. Now, carbon monoxide or any other, you know, harmful VOC or like not, carbon monoxide is not necessarily a VOC, but any other gas or pollutant that might be in the air, I'm pretty confident the mist would help uh, would help reduce that. It's not going to make it go away, but mist has been used, for example, in um, a lot of heavy manufacturing industries for many, many years around equipment where there's gases and like uh, pollutants produced so that workers are not inhaling a lot of these contaminants. So moss and mist together to me is a pretty pretty amazing combination for really cleaning up the air and reinvigorating the air. The other thing I forgot to mention is when you take the pressure and you turn water to mist, to vapor, you are creating uh, negative ions. So if you go to the beach and you have waves, if you go to a waterfall and you have the water splashing down, anytime you have water going into like mist and vapor, you're creating these negative ions. Thunderstorms, uh, lightning creates negative ions. But these are all things that make, have really been proven to make humans, uh, there's a lot of studies that show that they make humans feel better. Uh, so positive ions, on the other hand, which you get a lot of them in, where there's a lot of human activity in cities and such, they attract pollutants and hold on to them. And they get bigger and heavier. And that's why you get a lot of airborne particulate where there's more positive ions. And negative mist and negative ions are something that, like we've had people at trade shows come up and just stand by the wall when it goes off and they just hang out at it and they say, oh, it feels really good. It feels really good here. <laughs> so I think from a mood enhancement and an overall sensory experience, this, this wellness wall really has a lot to offer. Now, if I'm not mistaken, um, when we've talked offline, you had mentioned that these are going into like salons and I mean, there's so many places that they could that they could go. And I saw one picture on your website was actually in a stairwell. 
Yes, uh, there was one at a spa here in Philadelphia. It was custom made, 10 feet tall. It was put into a recessed uh, area leading up through the atrium in the main entrance along the side of the stairs. And it was an interesting uh, installation for our guys to do that. But they got it in, and then the, the controller had to be put in a separate panel outside the unit so that you know you could access the electronics if need be. So there's a little faux panel on the wall you press, and it opens up, and our controller for the wall is inside there. But yeah, that's the showpiece of the spa, and um, that that that's a really like a real focal point, uh, recessed with stone around. It looks really beautiful there. Oh, I saw another picture too, where there was I want to say there was two or three panels that they had. So We've married some of these together. You can drop off a side, and you can you can attach them together. And we're now actually coming up with a way to make the moss panel seamless, so it looks like a complete monolithic wall. Uh, we can go about eight feet wide uh, is kind of where we max out with the, the 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 Mr. Bar that comes down. Before I forget, I'm just going to flip that on real quick because I want everyone who is actually watching this to be able to see that. I'm just going to turn this off for a second to reboot it because it only comes off in about every hour right now. So then we're back on and now in a second you'll see the Mr. Bar engage. We'll try to give viewers a little look at that from the side views too so you can see when it's coming down. There's really not a lot of maintenance with this system. It's just that Maybe every week or two you want to wipe the face of the Mr. Heads off. There's 11 of them on the back side there. Just to keep any mineral deposits from building up. Now we let it hang a little at the top for about 10 seconds to compensate for gravity. Because the moisture is always uh, drifting down to the bottom. So we need to give a little extra water at the top. And that hang time balances out the, uh, the moisture levels. Now Jim's going to give you a little view of the from the side. And you can see all those Mr. Heads are firing in a 360 degree pattern very evenly, and then the bar will go back to its resting position. But I can I've got some of that essential oil in there and I can I can smell that right now. It smells really great. It smells it feels very fresh. So you can imagine for someone who maybe when they were a child and now they're older, but this takes them back to I think early memories of maybe being streamside or on a hike in the woods with bare feet walking on the moss. I really think that over time this could really be something that could be a memory trigger for folks. If nothing else, a major relaxation companion. Uh, you know, when you're a little, little kid, you have your blanket. I know I had one. Well, maybe when I'm, you know, a much older guy, I'll even have my, I'll just be sitting in front of my moss wall more often than not. Well, we all want to find that comfort in, in this day and age. That's hard to come by. It's like you turn on the news and everything is, everything seems, just seems crazy. And so yes. uh, being able to, to, you know, provide that comfort is really, really important. What does a, a unit like that cost? And, um, and how long does it take to, to make it and get it delivered and set up and things? Yeah, sure. Good question. Um, so, this unit is 7995 which when you compare it to other living plant walls is pretty comparable. It might even be a little bit on the lower end per square foot of actual greenery. But just to be clear, we are the only living moss wall product on the market. A lot of people think, oh, I saw one of your units over where such and such. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You saw preserved, dried, um, faux moss walls you know these are they may be may have been real and live at one point but they've been dyed and dried and preserved and there's no moisture uh, attached to them in any way they basically can you know off gas whatever they've been treated with they can also uh, over time give off dust and particulate as they break down so if not anything they're they're a detriment to the air i just wanted to mention that because a lot of people think oh yeah i got one of those moss walls or i saw one of those moss walls this is brand new, uh, like I said, six months in into the market with it. Um, the, um, the other thing I was going to say is that the, the price point is, I think, a very good value considering that, you know, this is all handmade stainless steel, U.S. made. Uh, most of our components are U.S. made aside from the lights. Um, the, the, like I said, it's all pre-assembled, so it's only about an hour setup. And the lead time right now 
is somewhere about four to five weeks. We hope to trim that down to one to two weeks, but we've been playing catch up uh, recently. We've had kind of real big string of orders come in right around early part of the year. So we're starting to get caught up on that a little bit. Uh, there seems to be a pretty strong demand for the system, but it's a lot of work uh, to make this moss mat. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a work of art. Everyone's different. And, uh, you know, good things take time. Just like moss, it's 500 million years old. It, it's actually, I should have mentioned this earlier, but a lot of studies have shown that this is probably the very first terrestrial plant. And it is probably the plant that is responsible for making our air and our atmosphere what we know it to be now. Because if, ever, if you know back, it was a toxic brew and moss crept out of the, the primordial stew most likely and was the first plant to start to oxygenate. Uh, planet Earth, and I firmly believe that this is going to, uh, moss could be the thing that actually helps save the planet in the long term if we embrace it and use it in other ways, and I can share a little bit more of that with you before we close out what we're up to next, but um, I think I answered the questions. This gets shipped in a, uh, it's a wooden crate that we custom build for each one. It's a double pallet, and then we completely enclose it, and it comes out uh, FedEx ground and we have even have a uh, on Vimeo online we have a you know about a seven or eight minute video that shows you exactly how to set it up and then we have another sister companion video it's a it's a care video that shows you exactly the just a handful of steps to keep things looking looking great um, but it's uh, it's designed to be a very low maintenance user-friendly system and easy to set up oh there's one thing I should mention it um, we also do have a, um, a no money down and a zero uh, interest rate uh, finance program, which would allow someone to bring us in for about $225, $225 a month over a period of two years, and there's no money down and there's zero interest rate. It's three years, is that right, Jim? Okay, three years. Jim's giving me the three sign. Um, so, but it's a great way for like um, individuals or small businesses have taken advantage of that because there's no, there's no interest. Uh, it just spreads out the, the payments. Well, that's nice to know, uh, especially, you know, money is tight and budgets are tight all over the place. So that can, that can always help. Now, one question I had is what if like the, the mechanics of it breaks down, let's say the arm that goes up and down breaks down, what, um, is there a warranty with it or how does that sure. work? Yep, uh, there is a warranty. Uh, we have a lifetime warranty on this stainless frame and basin. This is all like double leak tested, all hand welded. So we are not at all worried about this stainless steel. So we give it a complete lifetime warranty. We're also very confident in our cushion moss panel. We give a lifetime warranty on this as well, which probably a lot of people would think is crazy for a living plant, but we will replace this entire panel one time during uh, the lifetime of, you know, the customer having this. So that's a pretty good uh, warranty. The, uh, the lights have a five-year warranty, uh, and then the pumps, uh, the Mr. Pump and the fountain have a one-year warranty. But those items, honestly, are uh, um, they're easy change out. They're not expensive. The main, the main cost of this system, quite honestly, is in the, the stainless and in the moss, followed by probably the lights and the motor. The motor also comes with a... Uh, I believe we have an 18-month warranty on that. I'd have to double-check that. But we do have warranties. And as far as to answer your question about, let's say something did go wrong, uh, we are building these in such a way now that if there is a component that needs to be replaced, let's say a light goes or the, the water fountain needs to be replaced, uh, there's an easy way to change out. You would just, you know, drain. You don't even actually technically wouldn't even have to drain your water out. You would just take this cover off with the moss garden in place and then pull out your, um, your water fountain and then put a new one in. The, the plugs now all go right out the back. And we even have uh, some, face some videos online that we can uh, share with people on it. You know, if there's a couple, like switching out something, we have the capability of helping people. We've even done some FaceTime support uh, early on before we had the current version of our microprocessor. We had a couple glitches we were fighting with uh, on the very first um, version of that unit and we worked with everyone uh, directly that we need to change out the chips. Uh, we did that and got them all working. So we found it to be 
actually remotely we can do pretty much anything. We've had a couple times where we um, needed some more stuff done, and we've had, we can have someone come in uh, to you know make a change out. We had one moss panel. We used to use a different type of moss, and uh, we switched to this panel. So um, you know we we will support this every way we possibly can because we're uh you know family i own the company and i was very passionate about this and we stand behind it 100 percent. so if let's say the the water filter um went awry and mm -hmm. you had to order a part and then get it in um is that going to damage the moss is it going to dry out will it just come back to life when it's back up and running how does that work good question Lori. um so back to when I was talking about the, the uh, moss having no roots, I should have gone a little further and mentioned that in nature, uh, these mosses, if you think about hiking in the woods on a dry summer day, they're sitting there on rocks or logs or wherever they happen to be, and they can be as dry, bone dry, crispy dry. Uh, that's how we make the mat when they're totally dry. And my point is that they're just in their dormant state. Uh, they don't need moisture to survive. So if this were to dry out, and we've had this happen on a couple walls where we were changing something, especially when we had the old controller. Now that we have a new one, we don't have this anymore, but handful of walls went dry for a period of days. No problem. New controller was put in. The moss is back to being green because moss can go dormant for months or years on end and still be perfectly alive. So that's a really good question you asked, and I'm glad you did, because unlike other living walls, if that water goes away, <laughs> you know, that, that vascular plant needs to pull from its roots. If that water moisture source isn't there, they're toast. Moss uh, will not die. Uh, it will just start growing again once the, uh, the moisture returns. Okay, thank you. I, I had another question regarding the water, because like water, sometimes it will just get skanky. Does it need to be changed out, or is it because of just the science behind working with the moss that it, it'll stay clean? Great question again. Uh, the, the, that's interesting because what I knew when I first designed this, even before I had the water feature, actually the water fountain that makes the beautiful sounds um, was kind of like a, an afterthought because the original idea was to have a recirculating, you know, pump in there like a to move the water around and the reason was i knew enough from my background in science that we don't want things like legionella or algae or you know bacteria or molds or anything growing down in there in stagnant water and what does stagnant water do it doesn't smell good either so the very first thing was to get a high rate circulating uh fountain in there and then when i was researching these i'm like oh wow a lot of them have stems that come up where you can control it, I forgot to mention, you can control the volume of that water, so you can get the exact sound and amount of flow you want, and then also by arranging the rocks, you can get just the exact sound you want, which is really nice. Um, but that was designed originally just to keep that water circulating in the basin. It circulates a lot. The other thing is, remember, you're adding about six or seven gallons of water a week. I didn't mention that, but you know, every couple of days, we just like to put in a couple gallons of water, uh, it's super easy to do. You pour it right in it, pretty much anywhere over the basin here because there's all these holes in the stainless steel trough. The water just drains down into the basin. So uh, that is, you're not going to get stagnant water because the water's moving. There's also a UV light in that water fountain feature to sterilize the water. So you've got three things going on. You've got new water being added. You've got UV light, and you've got a very high rate of, of uh, fluctuation in there of the water moving around. So we, we are not at all worried about that sort of thing. Well, that's good. Because I, you know, um, in communities or any business, you, you don't want to have, you know, any smells or, you know, toxins and stuff um, possible. Now, is that freestanding or does it connect to a wall? Is there any, you know, because another, I guess, fear that some communities might have is could it topple over? Sure. So with the water in here, this thing weighs, I guess it's about 300, maybe 400 pounds. Uh, so one of the reasons we originally, originally we had a basin that was 12 inches wide and we felt it was a, it potentially could have been, you know, it wasn't tippy, but we were so, we wanted to be so proactive about this. We widened out to 16. This thing is a, a beast. <laughs> it's not, it's not going anywhere. Uh, 
and it goes up typically up against the wall. It doesn't need to be locked in or anything. You just put it up against the wall, and with the weight of the water and the footprint that it has, it's not going to go anywhere. Okay, well that's that's helpful too. Um, I'm wondering for moss walls, what's what's next for you? Um, are you going to focus strictly on this and just get this up and going, or do you have other ideas? You know, with that entrepreneurial mind that you have. <laughs> yeah, that entrepreneurial mind is a blessing and a curse, Lori. I um, I'm always like thinking of the next thing. That's just how I work, and of course. I'm loving what's going on with this, and, and certainly we're extremely focused on this right now. It's our core focus. Um, so two things are happening kind of in tandem. One is that we are, we're now to the, the fun stage of the Verger Wall where we fought through all the mechanics, and the mechanics actually proved to be incredibly, I want to say easy, but either we just got kind of lucky. Uh, we all collectively were working on this, like four of us, and we just kind of, we just kind of nailed a mechanical setup that goes up and down and just works. The, the microprocessor was a lot harder. And, and on that note, that thing we've got nailed, but the beauty of it is now we can add a lot of different things. Um, we want to start creating environmental sensors that would be positioned at another spot in the room that would may or may not communicate directly with Verger, but that will actually help to prove out before and after air, air quality for the, for the space and ongoing air monitoring of the environment. So that's really exciting. Uh, we're developing complete Wi-Fi capabilities and an app and all this stuff. So now instead of it just being pre-programmed, we'll be able to do to come in remotely and make uh, any kind of changes that we want to the wall. I mentioned the, the relative humidity sensor. That is about to get launched in the coming months. Um, right now we have it set on a timer, but eventually this will go off uh, as as the moss actually gets to a certain rel uh, amount of, um, I guess I would say moisture, that will trigger the the Mr. Bar to go, which is pretty exciting. And by the way, we can easily make that update uh, to any wall that's out there. Um, so the other thing I would say uh, is that we are like we're focusing in on this aromatherapy idea, adding different plants. We're starting to add some orchids uh, to the wall. Uh, at the base, we're talking about maybe adding some epiphytes in here, which also like the mist, they get their nutrients from the air, uh, like air plants, epiphytes. And um, the other thing that we're, we're working on also is um, an outdoor moss wall system. It's a modular panel system, not nearly as intricate as this. It's quite simple using a, uh, a drip system built into the panels. And this could be for expansive walls in cities or towns or even homes where you want to protect the wall, you want to uh, insulate the home, and you want to do a lot for that air quality outdoors where you want to, you know, cities are 10 degrees warmer than surrounding countryside. And I'd like to be able to make an impact somehow, you know, and living walls have never really taken off big, uh, you know, outdoors as much because of the sheer cost. They cost two to two, $150 to $250 a square foot. And we're, we're working on something that's going to be significantly less than that. And it's very exciting. So, um, you know, we're, we're all about moss. And we're, you know, we got some moss for green roofs, uh, this similar panel setup. And, uh, you know, we're just really excited about where everything's heading right now with the company. Well, it's very exciting. You were really thorough and explained it in everyday language, so I, I so appreciate that. I, I love the idea of the aromatherapy, you know, just watching, you know, when I was listening to you and I was looking at the, the wall, I saw what your father did. You know, I started seeing things in the wall, <laughs> different yeah. designs and patterns and stuff, and the ability to be able to to touch and then the water feature I think is always so so powerful in terms of relaxing for mm -hmm, for sure so I, I can see these um, really taking off in in senior communities and just communities in general um, I think we all need that added added relaxation now do you have a plan or would you be open to pulling a plan together if a large community wanted to purchase several of these for for various communities where they'd get a break in pricing? Well, <laughs> we'd love to have communities get multiple units. And at the moment right now, we, um, we, we just had 
to increase the, the price of seventy nine ninety five. Actually, had gone up a bit from last year because as we continue to perfect the system and and make we're just constantly making it better and better. Of course, the cost has risen. Um, these things are are not cheap and they're not quick to produce because of the, mainly a lot of it has to do with the moss. So it, it sounds great. Like it's not like stamping out you know widgets at a factory. The more you make. The, the less expensive they are for us to make, it's not the case. Um, the more we got to make, the more hands we have to get and the more moss we have to get. And so there's really no, for us, economy of scale whatsoever in production. Um, so I'd have to say we'd love to work with communities and we have actually a couple senior uh, living uh, centers interested in multiple locations. But at this point in time, I don't realistically see a, a price break. Um, but I will say that if cost is an issue, uh, the one I was just talking to last week was very interested in that finance program because it's a, you know, it's an operating budget they can pull from. That said, um, you know, I'm not ruling it out at all because if we do the finance program, it costs us a little money. So I think there's a little, a little opportunity there to discuss, make, to talk, talk about it. Okay. I'm just always trying to think of what my audience questions might might be. Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, I think this would be ideal for architects to know about in terms of their design of building. And, you know, they're always looking for feature placements, you know, within communities. And I think this would be something ideal, plus have some health benefits uh, to boot with it, which is which is pretty cool. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? So definitely the best way to get us is mosswalls.com. Uh, I was actually surprised they was able to get that website a few years back. Um, but mosswalls.com has a lot of information. It has some videos. It has project photos. It has a ton of information. It has the air quality study. And most importantly, it has something that I uh, forgot to mention that you were kind enough to join us on uh, the other week, Lori, is the... Um, virtual live demo uh, that we do once a month. We have one coming up March 12th, but every month we'll have, uh, we'll have one. And right at the top of the website is a sign up for a Zoom uh, log. You know, you log in and uh, you get to see this demo that you've seen today. And then we actually have a Q&A session at the end. Uh, I think we already have like close to 30 people signed up for the one we're doing next week. So that's exciting. They seem to be very well attended by people in the wellness sector hospitality sector, uh, senior living for sure. And then, uh, you know, architects and designers. We're going to be at Neocon in Chicago in uh, June. We're also going to be at Argentum. And uh, uh, that's the senior living executives uh, event down in Tampa in May with one of these walls. So we're pretty focused on that architectural design community and then the hospitality as well as the uh, educational and um, senior market. But of all the ones, I have to say the senior market is nearest and dearest to my heart. And I honestly think it has this, our system has the most value to those folks of any of the other sectors that we're, we're moving units to. I think, you know, we're getting orders all over the place. So, uh, you know, and, and don't rule out, rule out residential use. Someone could be homebound, an elderly person where this could just change their life. I mean, if it's someone who's an outdoors you know, person like my dad, sorry, I'm getting a little choked up about this, but he may be at a point sometime where he can't go out in his moss gardens and I'll put one of these in his place right away. That's a, that's a really good point um, to, to make. And, uh, you know, cost-wise, again, everything can be prohibitive, but when you look at the joy and pleasure and comfort that it can bring somebody, uh, you weigh that all in, especially when it's your own family. And, uh, you look at things really, really different. Plus, it's going to benefit everybody else, too, around. So people can go to mosswalls.com, or they can email you at info at mosswalls.com. Or if you like to use the phone, go to 866-GET-MOSS. Um, that's 866-GET-MOSS. Yeah. And, um, and you are also on Facebook, too, I believe. And have yes, we are. Facebook, uh, Instagram, and then of course, I think how you and I bumped into each other was on LinkedIn. So we're we're out there on social media for sure, and certainly we love people to call eight six six get moss because uh, well, it's a great number, but also we just like to talk to people about their 
applications. You know, we're kind of old school here, so we'll we'll chat you up as long as you want to talk to us. We'll we love talking moss, and uh, you know, I, I just wanted to thank you, Lori, for your enthusiasm for what we're doing. I hope there's some folks out there, you know, hearing this that uh, could really benefit from it. If not themselves, maybe someone that they know, a loved one or a family member. Uh, I'm really excited about the data that I think is going to come back over the next year, few years about what is done for people's lives that can't get outside anymore. Yeah, these would be really cool just even in doctor's offices, just if there were smaller versions of them for just that calming effect for people. To yeah, well, we're, uh, we're in a, few, a couple of doctor's offices. We're in uh, a restaurant, and we, get, we see these selfie pictures coming back from this restaurant in downtown Philly. I think Jim's friends, uh, someone he knew, that posted one, one up. Uh, so, you know, it's funny how all of a sudden our walls are becoming, you know, more visible. And again, we're only six months, six months in. So uh, it's super exciting times for us. And, uh, you know, we hope more folks will, uh, you know, really, I appreciate this opportunity because honestly, when you have a new product and a system that's so unique like this, uh, it's just right now it's awareness and a lot of people have no idea something like this uh, even exists. So anyhow, it's been really a pleasure and uh, just really excited about where we're heading with, with the Virtua Wellness Wall. Well, thank you again for taking time with us today and sharing your story and your passion for Moss. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best and see really endless ways your wall could be incorporated to so many different types of businesses from adult day to daycare to even when you were talking about um, the hospital uh, rooms, and um, it's just absolutely amazing. It's limitless, and there's one thing I forgot to mention. I got to jump in because I'm like huge. I have twin 13 year old boys, love kids, uh, coach little league baseball for many years, and uh, I've done a lot of mentoring with uh, you know one of the entrepreneurs in inner city. And the one thing that uh, you know I have to mention is we're starting to get some orders. We got two schools who are putting these in. Uh, one is actually up in uh, North Jersey and another here in Southeast PA. Uh, you know, we've got three or four walls going in in the next month or two. So that's super cool. And like I said, several universities are bringing this in. Uh, but the one thing I forgot to mention was I got a call about two weeks ago from a group of students. Uh, I think they were sixth through eighth grade or fifth through eighth grade. And they were doing a special project. And they're... It, I guess it was a bit environmental impact kind of project and they got their teacher and their advisor on this call with me and there's six of the kids and the, the call went for like an hour and a half. Now I knew they were out there because they had reached out to me through email and their whole product, their whole concept was got me so excited. It was, it was to put live moss in subway stations to address the major pollution issue that's, that's going on down there. But anyhow, the, um, these kids had this idea to use live moss to cleanse the air uh, down in the, uh, these, I mean, if you ever, you, we've all been in those sep, uh, subway stations and these kids were down in DC and basically uh, the air quality is so horrible. The workers down there that the, the drivers and the people that work the trains, their, their noses are always, there's black stuff. They, they call it some kind of, they have a name for it, but it is not good. And it's a piston effect. It's called when the train comes into the station, uh, it blasts all this nasty air. Some of these trains are still running on fossil fuels. Some are running electric. But even over and above that, the brakes are metallic. And when they break, there's all kinds of like fine airborne uh, metallic particulate, chromium and other nasty, um, you know, things that get airborne. And everyone who's down there is sucking this stuff in. And the air quality is apparently 10 times worse than it is above ground at street level. So for people that are spending a lot of time running the, riding the subways and standing at those platforms, and even worse, the workers, um, it's a major issue. And, and we found out that to put in a, there's some kind of a screen system, I forget what they call it, but they can do one in a station, and it's not 100% effective, but it, it minimizes the, the effect of the piston effect. $4 million to do one. Now, that would buy a lot of moss walls, uh, and plus, down there where it's dark and dingy, It'd be great to get some, uh, you know, some oxygen and some live and the mood up and just make it, people feel good. So I'm just waiting for the call from someone because these kids got first place out of 100 um, competitors in their region and they're going on to the finals. And they may be coming up to, I think they're coming up next month to visit us up here. 
And uh, I'm just going to follow that and see where it all goes because it's super, super exciting to me. Young minds, they go anywhere. It's, I, That's I right. It. I love it. Well, thank yeah, they're, they're one step ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again so much for uh, spending all this time with us, Al, and showcasing your, your moss wall. I just, I, I find it fascinating, and I would encourage people to um, check out your, your webinar where you can actually ask some live questions. And, um, and again, you can always go to mosswalls.com or 866-GET-MOSS and, um, and learn more. So thank you. Thank you, Laurie. Have a great day. See ya. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.